This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. This is the Learn Jazz Standards Podcast, episode 84. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right, what's up, everybody? My name is Brent. I am the jazz musician behind the website LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog and a podcast all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Welcome to another episode of the LJS Podcast. Glad you're here. Special welcome to those of you returning who are regular listeners. Thank you for being here. And for those who are listening for the first time, I know you're going to love today's show. I know you're going to get a lot of value at today's show. Thanks so much for being here. I'm here to serve you. My entire goal is to answer your questions about becoming a better jazz musician. That is exactly what we do here at Learn Jazz Standards on our blog on this podcast. And that's why on today's episode 84, I'm actually taking another question from a caller. Last week in episode 83, we had a question from a caller who called into our podcast questions hotline. And so this week we are doing the same thing. I'm trying to catch up on some of these questions. Now, by the way, if you ever do have a jazz question that you need answering, you think it'd be a great question for the group, for everybody in our community to check out, you can call the podcast questions hotline. That's 910-LJS-CAST, or that's 910-557-2278. Leave a voicemail. It could be answered on a future LJS podcast episode. Okay, let's listen to today's caller question. Hi, Brent. Uh, This is Colin Burke from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, and I'm uh, an avid listener to the podcast. I I very much appreciate what you guys are doing, and uh, I really enjoy the ear training episodes where you guys are, are playing chords, you have backing tracks happening, and and uh, even if I'm on a, a drive, I can try to sing along to the notes that are happening. Um, the other, the question that I wanted to ask was more so towards a, a practicing slash uh, jazz standard. I know that I need to practice more standards, and if I want to learn more standards, I need to be listening to those standards, but I'm not 100% sure which standards I should be listening to and which ones are 100%, uh, well, are just going to be the ones that I need to have to build the foundation of the of the jazz foundation that I need to have. Thank you very much, and I appreciate you listening to my call. Bye. Hey, Colin, calling in from Canada. I really appreciate you calling the hotline. And, you know, I actually have some family that lives in Nova Scotia, so I guess we have that much in common. Now, that is a really great question. I really appreciate 
you asking that. And back in episode 14, way back in episode 14, I talked about 10 important jazz standards you need to know and why. And that was really a list of standards where if you learn them, you could really learn a lot about jazz by diving into them. And so I would suggest episode 14. However, today's episode is going to be much more in depth. I'm going to be talking about uh, around 40 jazz standards that you should learn, but I'm going to do something I've never done before, which is I'm going to separate them out in categories. And I think this is going to be incredibly helpful because when it comes down to it, you know, which jazz standards should we be learning? We should be learning not only the jazz standards that are going to teach us a lot about jazz and navigating chord progressions and all of that stuff. We need to be learning the ones that are going to be called on jam sessions or if you were to play a gig with other musicians, which I think is the goal for many uh, of, of the listeners today is being able to play a gig with other musicians. You're going to have to know these songs and there's different categories of songs that we're going to cover that you should know. Now, really quickly, you know, why why is it important to learn jazz standards? You know, obviously, uh, this website and, and the podcast, it started out, it's called Learn Jazz Standards, and it started out simply uh, as just a database of, of jazz standards. And now, of course, it's so much more than that. But the reason that it started this way is because jazz standards are essential to learn for our jazz education. You know, one of my um, teachers and one of my favorite musicians in the world, Peter Bernstein, once said to me, let the jazz standards teach you how to play. Let the tunes teach you how to play. And that's because jazz standards are the vehicles in which jazz musicians use to improvise. And and whether you go off and you start writing your own music um, and, and all that stuff, that's that's great, but at the end of the day, these standards are kind of the the foundation. They're kind of the 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 cornerstones of our jazz education. And there's so much we can learn, not only about jazz, but about music by studying them. So you're completely right to ask which are the ones that are important to learn, the ones that are really gonna move the needle in your jazz playing, and the ones that are gonna help you play with other musicians. So without further ado, let's jump in to that, jump into today's topic. All right, now today's show, whether you're listening in the car, whether you're listening in the gym or on a walk or on a run, whatever it happens to be, it might be useful to go back to the show notes uh, today later when you have some time. That would be at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 84, episode 84. Uh, just because I'm going to have all these jazz standards I'm talking about listed out. So it might be helpful for you to, you know, uh, take a look at those show notes, maybe print it off, uh, have those, you know, on a checklist of sorts so that you can, you know, circle the ones you know or cross out the ones you know or or make a goal to learn a certain amount of them. I'll talk a little bit about making goals to learn some of these songs at the end of the show. Uh, but I just wanted to say that, that maybe the show notes could be helpful for you today. Now, I'm going to go through a series of... Of categories that I that I'm going to be categorizing these jazz standards in today, and and I've really made a point to try to only do five or six in each category. Now, every time I've ever done lists like this on the blog or whatever, I always get somebody who's like, "Oh my gosh, man, you forgot that one, and you forgot that one, and that one shouldn't be there. This one should be there." I know that there's thousands of of, of songs out there, guys, hundreds and hundreds of jazz standards. So these standards, you know, I really just pick them as ones that if I were teaching a student and telling them which ones to go about learning, these are the ones that I would suggest. And there, there was definitely some where I'm like, oh, that one should be there. I'll just take that one out because I think this one is also good too. 
I really wanted to keep it to five or six per category just to make things simple, not to overwhelm you guys. I mean, 40 is already a lot, but I think by building these categories, it, it makes it a little bit simple, a little more digestible for you. So disclaimer there, I know there's going to be standards that you think should be there, but just bear with me and uh, these will be great to learn no matter uh, what your opinion is on this. Okay, let's start with the first category and I'm calling this category the startup standards. Okay, these are startup standards, meaning that, you know, if you're a complete beginner, these are some good standards to start with. Okay, they have fewer core changes. Uh, They're really essential, like they're important, like you need to know these, they're going to be called, I mean, you can't get around them. Uh, So they're good for starting out. And regardless of whether you're just starting out or not, this would be a good a good checklist for you. Like, do I know these or do I not know these? And if you don't, you should probably know these. So these, I'm just going to start with six of these um, to keep it simple. Now, the first one, pretty obvious one, it's Autumn Leaves. Now, the song, it's first written by Joseph Cosma. And uh, I'm not going to even attempt the French uh, original name, which essentially in English means uh, the dead leaves. I called my wife. She can speak French. And I was like, say it for me. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to butcher it on the podcast. So I'm not going to do it. But Autumn Leaves, it's a really important classic tune. Uh, There's two keys you should probably consider learning it in. Um, I'm going to refer to them in their minor keys, their relative minor keys. You should learn it in G minor and E minor. Those are the two keys you should learn that song in. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time on each one of these. It's more uh, just to give you a little background behind them and uh, kind of make sure you have this list. The next one is So What? Okay, So What? That's Miles Davis. That's from the Kind of Blue album. It's a modal song, so it's it's only two chords. It's really only two, so it's a D minor and E flat minor concert, that is. So it's fairly simple uh, song and can really help you learn to improvise over kind of modal harmony, just one chord at a time. So that's one I would suggest. The next one is Blue Bossa. It's a Kenny Dorham song. Blue Bossa, it it does have a little bit of a harmonic twist in it, um, but it's really simple and it's just kind of a, a classic one to start people out on. It's just one that you really should know. Take the A-Train is the next one. It's a Duke Ellington song, very classic. I would think almost everybody knows this song. And again, there's fewer chord changes in this. It's kind of a good introduction to uh, two, five, one chord progressions and things like this. So this is definitely an important and classic melody that you should know. Now, the next one, another classic is All of Me by Gerald Marks and Seymour Simon. Um, All of Me is obviously a really popular song. A lot of people know this one. Uh, Very simple melody, and that's really uh, a good part about this song. And then the chord changes, there are are more chord changes than some of the other ones that I've mentioned so far, uh, but still not too much harmonic movement going on. The last one I want to suggest for our startup standards category is uh, a little bit more on the Latin side of things. It's Song from My Father by Horace Silver, okay, that very classic song. Um, not very many chord changes in this one, and, and again, a, a good introduction song, um, especially when it comes to this blend of jazz and, and Latin, right? Because you know, this is really a fusion of the two, it's not truly one or the other. Um, but this is a good one to add to your list for that. So, really quickly, the startup standards you should know, write these down if you can. If not, check out the show notes. Autumn leaves, so what. Blue Bossa, Take the A-Train, All of Me, 
song for my father. These are great ones to start up on. Make sure you have those ones down. A little bit simpler, fewer chord changes going on. Okay, now the next category I want to go over um, kind of builds off of this, and I'm calling them advanced essentials, okay, advanced essentials, and, and, and these are basically, they're important songs, they're, they're just jazz standards you need to know, they are going to be called on jam sessions, are going to be called on gigs, there's no way to get around them, but these ones have a little bit more harmonic movement than the startup standards, they're a little bit more complex, the harmony is more complex, sometimes the melody is more complex, um, and, and even though they are all of these things, they're still really commonly called, it doesn't matter what city you live in, uh, there's different um, I would say common songs that are called in different areas of the world or different cities, but these are definitely going to be on everybody's list. So let's start with the advanced essentials. The first one is all the things you are. I use this one as an example a lot. All the things you are. It's a Jerome Kern, Oscar Hammerstein song. This one is really a great study of cycling in fourths. That's really what the whole song's doing. It also uh, kind of navigates into several different key centers, okay? And so it's a little bit of a complex song it, to improvise over in that sense. Regardless, it's a really important one to know. And the next one is even more complex than all the things you are, but it's arguably just as popular, and that's Stella by Starlight by Victor Young. Stella by Starlight, it can be played as a ballad, it can be played as a medium. I don't usually hear it as an up-tempo, but you can do anything with it, of course. Definitely here, there's a lot more complex harmony going on, uh, but it's a really beautiful melody. Um, and if you can learn how to navigate the changes on this one, I mean, it's really going to set you up for success for a lot of other ones. Be and, you know, I really do, when I teach students, I really do suggest learning some of these really complex songs because if you can learn how to navigate some of these, some of the other ones become easier to do. Um, so I always think that's, that having a challenging song and working down from that can be helpful. Now, the next song, it's a minor tune, uh, also a little bit of complex harmony in there, but really focuses on the minor keys here. And this is Alone Together by Arthur Schwartz. Okay, Alone Together, great tune, definitely suggest this one. The next one is another classic, Have You Met Miss Jones by Richard Rodgers. Now, this one also uh, has some diatonic harmony in there, so it's it's... It's straightforward two five ones one six two five ones. There are some diminished passing chords in there, but it does go into a couple different keys. It goes into the it goes it starts an F concert F, and then it goes to the 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 relative four chord, and then it goes into G flat major, and then it goes to D major. So it kind of moves around a little bit, um, but it's a really popular song. Next one I would say is really essential. I wouldn't say it's overly complex harmony, but the chords move by a little faster than the ones in the startup standards, and that would be It Could Happen to You by Jimmy Van Heusen. Really classic song. Everybody calls this song. Make sure you know it. The next one is Days of Wine and Roses by Henry Mancini. Okay, Days of Wine and Roses. Um, again, all these songs I'm mentioning, I mean, they're just really popular. They're always going to be called. Days of Wine and Roses is certainly no exception. So let me quickly go over the advanced essentials again. All the Things You Are, Stella by Starlight, Alone Together, Have You Met Miss Jones, It Could Happen to You, Days of Wine and Roses. All right, let's move on to the next category. Now, this is getting a little bit more specific here. The first two were kind of like, these are must-know songs. This, these ones are easier, and these ones are harder, essentially how I separated these out. 
But the next ones are, are going to be a little bit more specific category-wise. And so let's start with ballads. Okay, these, these ballads, they're, they're ones that I think are common ballads. There's so many ballads. I was, I was going through the list of ballads that I have, and I was just like, oh, that, there's a lot of ballads. It's hard to say which ones are more important to, to learn than others. But I would say that the ones that I'm listing here are just, again, more likely than not to be called on a gig or a jam session, something like that. It's something you want to be prepared for. First one is Body and Soul. Another complex tune, but but incredibly popular, Body and Soul by Johnny Green. And this one, again, is sort of like, I would kind of put it in the same level of difficulty as a song like Stella by Starlight. It, it really has a lot of movement, um, passing chord movement, has a lot of uh, going into different key centers. So that's one that use, could use a little extra study, but really important ballad to know. The next one is Misty by Errol Garner. Okay. Misty, Errol Garner, uh, very classic song. Everybody seems to know that one, you know, look at me. I'm as helpless as a kitten up a tree. Really interesting lyrics. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a good one to know. Uh, the next one is a Duke Ellington classic. It's called in a sentimental mood. It was a, and it starts in a, the minor, the minor key, the relative minor to F, which is D minor. Great song to know. Next one is another classic my Funny Valentine by Richard Rogers and Lorenz Hart. My Funny Valentine. And then uh, the last ballad uh, is one that it is commonly called, um, but it's one that I have a little bit of personal bias towards. So I'll just open up with that. It's The Nearness of You by Hoagie Carmichael. The Nearness of You. Really beautiful song. Uh, you can do a lot of really awesome things with that. Um, I know on gigs, I've got a lot of di different directions with that song. So... Uh, the Nearness of You. So quickly, a recap of the ballads category that you should know. Body and Soul, Misty, In a Sentimental Mood, My Funny Valentine, The Nearness of You. Of course, there are so many more, but those are a good starting six that, or is that five? <laughs> That's a good starting five that you should work on. Okay, now the next category is Bossa Novas. Okay, Bossa Novas. And Bossa Novas are really important in jazz like there's there really was sort of this um crossover and, and bossa nova essentially had influ kind of kind of came about from influence of uh, um, jazz american music um in brazil now actually if you go back to episode 70 we had a really special guest on brazilian saxophonist livio almeida and he talked all about bossa nova basics just the basics of playing bossa nova i would really suggest going back to lgs uh, episode episode lgs podcast episode 70 and listening back to that because he really unloaded a lot of great information for us on playing bossa nova so here are some songs that you should know. Again, these are songs that will be called if you're playing a casual jazz gig. So the first one is the all-time classic, The Girl from Ipanema. And even if one of your bandmates doesn't call it, I guarantee you somebody is going to come up to the band and request you to play this song. Um, so whether you love it or hate it, The Girl from Ipanema is an important song you should know. The next one, oh, by the way, that's by our Antonio Carlos Jobim. A lot of these Bossa Nova songs are by Antonio Carlos Jobim. So the second one is Wave, another Jobim song. Uh, classic. Corcovado is another one. Antonio Carlos Jobim. 
And then the classic ballad. So some of these are crossing over here, right? A ballad, How Insensitive. Okay, really beautiful song. Really, oh gosh, mournful lyrics. Keep in mind all these ones I just mentioned so far. Um, these are the English names for all of these. So there's obviously um, Portuguese names for these. Okay, so Triste is the next one I would suggest. Another Joe Beam song. Now, the last one I want to suggest is not a Joe Beam tune, um, but it's it's in the bossa nova like style. The the groove is there. Um, it's at least in that vein, and but it's really an important song to know, so that's why I want to mention it. And that is Recorda May by Joe Henderson. Okay, Recorda May, Joe Henderson. That one is called a lot, so you want to know that one for sure. Okay, quick recap on the bossa novas here. The Girl from Ipanema, Wave, Corcovado, How Insensitive, Triste, and Recorda May. Okay, those are the ones I would suggest that is six for you to check out there. All right, next category here is bebop tunes. Okay, bebop tunes, these are all by Charlie Parker. All of them are by Charlie Parker. Charlie Parker is, of course, the one who really was the pioneer behind the bebop movement. Dizzy Gillespie was in there too, but Charlie Parker really gets a lot of the credit for all this stuff. And so he wrote a lot of these bebop tunes, and bebop tunes... Um, honestly, and you know this if, if you're familiar with jazz in general, bebop tunes are, the melodies are really like solos is essentially what they are. It's basically like Charlie Parker took a solo, but really kind of organized it a bit and made reoccurring parts in it. And there you go. That's a bebop head. These are often really complicated. I can't tell you how many bebop heads I've forgotten after I've learned them just because they're hard to to, to latch onto. They're hard to, it's, you almost need a little bit of a muscle memory for them unless you just have like this insanely great ear. So, uh, bebop tunes, complex harmony often and complex angular me- melodies. So lots of virtuosity involved. Let's go over them. So the first one I want to suggest is Scrapple from the Apple. And this one is actually a sort of a contrafact off of the tune Honeysuckle Rose, um, a little bit of variations in there, but that's kind of what Charlie Parker based them off of. And in fact, a lot of songs that Charlie po- Parker wrote were contrafacts, meaning he just took the chord changes from another song and wrote a melody over top of it or added some changes in there. We'll go over some more of those. So Scrapple from the Apple is the first one. The second one is Blues for Alice. Now, essentially, Charlie Parker invented his own uh, kind of chord, uh, harmonic chord progression to substitute for a blues chord progression. And they call them bird blues. Um, you know, it, uh, there's other names for them too that they call just Charlie Parker blues. So one of his most common ones is called Blues for Alice. And so this one is a good introduction into his chord changes for the blues. The next one is Ornithology. Now, Ornithology is another contrafact it's a melody basically that he wrote over top of the jazz standard, How High the Moon. So ornithology is a good one to know. Uh, another thology here, anthropology is a melody, a contrafact over a rhythm changes tune. So over I Got Rhythm. So he wrote a complex melody basically over rhythm changes. Rhythm changes, obviously, we all need to know how to play that chord progression. Last one is definitely a complicated song, uh, at least to play the melody, and that's Confirmation. But it's definitely one of his more prominent tunes, so you should definitely know that. So quickly, let's go over some essential bebop tunes here. Scrapple from the Apple, Blues for Alice, Ornithology, Anthropology, Confirmation. 
Okay, we're coming down to the end of the line here. So if I'm exhausting you or you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, don't be. I'm going to try to sum up a little bit of this at the end here. Now, blues tunes. Blues is really important in jazz. You know, really, jazz in many ways came from the blues. And so jazzers, of course, uh, have their own way of playing the blues. And there's certain standards, blues standards in the jazz realm that are important to know. The first one is Billy's Bounce. So this is definitely a bebop melody, but I'm putting this under the blues category. It's by Charlie Parker. So that one is important to know. I, I would say this one is always called, so you should really know this one. The next one is All Blues. So this is a uh, a song in, in three, actually, and this is off the Kind of Blue album. Uh, and it's more of a simplified blues, but it's one you should definitely know. So All Blues by Miles Davis. And then a really simple blues melody is Sunny Moon for Two by Sunny Rollins. It's the one that goes... I'm not that great at singing. I'm going to stop. Anyways, that, that song, it's it's a good one to know. Now, Now's the Time. It's another Charlie Parker song. It's it's a little bit beboppy, but, you know, it's a good blues head to know. The, the next one is Straight No Chaser by Monk. Definitely has a little bit of an angular feel to it, kind of like Thelonious Monk's tunes are. So Straight No Chaser, kind of a another one of those entry-level jazz blues tunes. And the last one is a little bit more of a personal favorite of mine as far as this category goes. And that is Sandu by Clifford Brown. I just like that tune. I love the way the melody feels. Um, I also like that it's in the key of E flat. I mean, a lot of these blues songs, they're in F, concert F, or they're in concert G, or sometimes they're in C um, or, or B flat. But this one is an E flat, and I kind of like that just because I, there's not as many blueses that are in that key. So quickly... Blues tunes you should know. Billy's Bounce, All Blues, Sunny Moon for Two, Now's the Time, Straight No Chaser, and Sand Doom. Now, I do get this question from time to time. So the last court category I'm going to do is my top five jazz standards that I like playing. Uh, now, these, these jazz standards, I mean, I always am changing which ones I'm enjoying the most at the time. So these are just going to really be the ones that I'm, I'm liking right now, the ones I'm enjoying playing right now. Some of them have stood the test of time more than others. Um, but yeah, these are Brent's top five as of right now, top five jazz standards. So the first one, and oh, and by the way, none of these jazz standards actually happen to be have been mentioned yet. It just happens to be that way. But the first one is I'll Be Seeing You by Sammy Fain. Uh, it's such a beautiful song. I, I think the main thing I like about this is I just love the melody. The chord changes are great too. It's an E flat. Just love the melody. Um, and the funny thing about this list that I wrote is I actually realized that three of these are in the key of E flat. And the other interesting thing is the next song that I've been enjoying playing lately is called Secret Love. And it's also by Sammy Fain. I didn't know that I'll Be Seeing You is by Sammy Fain. And then I was looking it up and I was like, oh, Secret Love is also... Sammy Fain. Now, Secret Love, it's normally played as an upbeat tempo, like an up-tempo song, like pretty quickly. I actually like playing this song as a ballad, believe it or not. I think I first heard Brad Meldow do this song as a ballad, and I just thought it was really beautiful, like the way that the melody laid over the time. So I like playing this one as a ballad. That's Secret Love by Sammy Fain. Now, again, another one that is, and this one has stood a little bit more of the test of time for me. I just like this one because it's so, uh, the harmony is just so classic in many ways and so predictable once you get to know jazz music. And it's My Shining Hour by Harold Arlen and Johnny Mercer, My Shining Hour. Um, just love this tune, love the melody. It's 
you know, kind of triumphant in a way. And again, I love the chord changes. Now, the next one that I like to play is Freight Train. It's a, it's, a, it's a tune by Tommy Flanagan, the pianist Tommy Flanagan, and he wrote it for John Coltrane. So it's Freight Train, but the train is T-R-A-N-E. And this song, you can hear this on, it's uh, Kenny Burrell and John Coltrane. So guitarist Kenny Burrell and John Coltrane, they have an album. And I think Freight Train is the first song. And it's actually a bird blues in A-flat, concert A-flat. Um, but I just love the melody. It's just a really fun melody. And so... I don't know. I just get a lot of energy playing it. So that's one that I've been enjoying playing is Freight Train. Now, the last one that I've been into lately is Beatrice. It's a it's a really classic song, actually. Um, Beatrice by Sam Rivers. It's a classic tune. Um, the The harmony is nice. It, it it kind of does a lot of chromatic movement. It's it's predictable, but not predictable. You know, so it's it has some interesting harmonic things going on. I think the awesome thing about this song is that there's a lot of potential for interesting things to happen with it if you have, you know, good musicians playing with you. So every time I play this on a gig, like there's certain musicians I play with where it will go a completely different direction than I expected it to. And I I think it has something to do with a little bit of the vibe of the song, like just the vibe that it produces and it just opens up for a lot of different things to happen. So I think that Beatrice can be a great vehicle for creativity if you let it be. So again, my top five right now are I'll Be Seeing You, Secret Love, My Shining Hour, and Freight Train. Okay, now let me just kind of close up a bit talking about all these songs. I listed about 40 of them, and that's a lot of songs. But if you go to the show notes and you you can actually see them with your eyes, it might be helpful. Or if you wrote them down, it could be helpful. And I wouldn't be intimidated by the number of tunes that are listed what i would do is if you know some already go ahead and cross those out so you can kind of see which ones you don't know and then take a look and and, you know you don't have to if you don't know some of them on the starter category that's okay you you don't have to learn all of those first before moving to another category basically just look at them and say which ones do i enjoy like which ones do i actually like listening to and that might mean that you should if you haven't heard some of these you should go and listen to them go listen to lots of different recordings of these jazz standards see which ones you like and then go through these categories and just slowly check them off be like i like this song i'm gonna learn it and before you know it you'll start whittling down this list until there's fewer and fewer of you to learn now if you're looking at these categories and you're like hey you know i actually don't know very many bossa nova tunes well that's a sign that okay maybe you should learn some of those on the list before you learn others or maybe it's i don't know enough bebop heads like i should know some of those because i need to have some of those in my repertoire learn a bebop head, you know, learn that kind of stuff. Or, you know, I only play the same couple blues songs all the time. Learn another blues head instead, right? So use this list as kind of a a checklist of, of what do I need to work on right now? What songs do I need to add to my repertoire? And I think if you do it that way, you can slowly whittle down this list until there's no more left. And quite honestly, just looking at this list right now, if you learned all of these, you would be set up pretty well. I mean, you would know a lot of songs. That's about 40 songs. And if you knew all of these and had a basic understanding of how to play them, well, I mean, these will really be setting you up to play just about any jazz standard that's out there. Um, so great list of songs to learn. So I would just say make a goal of which songs to learn and, and learn them by simply asking, which ones do I enjoy? And which ones do I need to learn because I'm lacking in that department? 
Okay. I hope this helps today. And I hope you start checking out some of these tunes and Colin, I hope that answers your question. All right. That's all for today's show. I want to thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, check out the show notes if you want to see a list of all these jazz standards I mentioned today. That's at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 84. Now, if you have enjoyed today's show, I always ask this every week, but if you've enjoyed this show today and, and you appreciate it, consider going to iTunes, leave us a rating and review that helps other people find this show or feel free to leave, leave a rating or review on any podcast listening service that you have. Uh, we really appreciate it and it just helps out this show. Now, next week, I'm really excited because we have a very special guest coming on the show. It's Steve Nixon from freejazzlessons.com. I've been really excited to come out with this episode because we had such a great talk and it's all about practicing smart and improving quickly. Really excited for that. So tune in next week for episode 85. We'll see you back then. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.